Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Come on, Cyril, beat it. Get out of here. This meeting is for field agents only. Which brings me to item one. We don't have enough field agents to effectively run our covert operations, especially since this one went and got himself paralyzed. Yeah, that's me, Mr. Selfish. More like Ms. Anyway, effective immediately, I'm promoting Cyril to field agent. To what? Hey, that sounds great. Best of luck. Where do you think you're going? Oh, sorry, i got to get back to Earth before the Stargate closes. Get back in here. Mother, the chevrons are locking. And Cyril is utterly, laughably unqualified to be a field agent. Some offense. Uh, some taken. Well, none of you were qualified when you first started, and you've already given Cyril some training. Which ended with a dead hooker in my trunk. No, it didn't. It easily could have. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome everybody to podcast number sixty-one. Yeah, some offense. And uh, so, oh, the hell. See, I was all I was all amped up, ready to get into this, and I'm like, all right, there's the title, and okay, where do I go from here? Well, thank you and good night. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's it. You know. Thank you, New Jersey. Oh, don't. <laughs> well, we won't get into it. I guess yes. that's fine. Let's I was talking about. I was actually real quick. I was I was with my mom today. We were driving around running errands, and I passed that uh, sub shop called Jersey Mike's. Oh, right. Um, I don't know. Are they in California? I think Yeah, they are. I think they Jersey are. Mike's, yeah. And every time I pass it, I see the word Jersey, and I think of chemicals, dirty, and, like, New Jersey in general. And I don't want to sub. You know what I mean? <laughs> but maybe that's because I'm, I'm from New England myself. But, um, yeah, it's not, not too enticing to put Jersey in the, in the title. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that that could definitely you think like, oh, do I really want to go in there and you know seize? Never mind. I'm just not even going to offend any of no the Jersey to our New Jersey listeners. <laughs> they probably re- recently recently stole a laptop so they could listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh well, it was funny because like uh, speaking of which, um, you know, I'm going into I was going into our WordPress account and looking at uh, like where our references are coming from. Yeah. Like huge Google references, and I'm I'm like going, God, where are they coming from? So you can check them out by domain. So like you know, we get all booties dot xxx. Yeah, what? Yeah, well, we're getting a lot off of Google searches. So I'm seeing like you know, obviously 
Google.com. But I'm seeing like New Zealand, Australia, Germany, um, France, Canada, of course. Yeah. Cause, cause Canada knows, knows what's up. Our Canadian brothers. <laughs> but I'm seeing all these people. I'm thinking, oh my God, we're infecting different parts of the world. Unfortunately for them. Yeah. Well, it, it, honestly, when you look at the statistics. We're probably the reason for SOPA. Oh, jeez. When, when <laughs> let's, let's stop the claims now. Um, when, when you look at the references, you think, are we bigger outside of the country? <laughs> and you know what? That's fine to me because I'm, I'm all, I'm all for the global community thing, you know, right. but it's just strange to me that sometimes I feel like we have more listeners in countries that don't speak English natively because there's a lot of, a lot of hits in Germany. Like, yeah. Germany's liking us. Yeah, Germany's liking us. UK likes us, which. And I, I like the modern Germany. Yeah. I want to <laughs> specifically say modern. Um, but, uh, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all brothers and sisters, man. You know what I mean? We all, we all share this, this little rock. This, this worldwide web that, uh, you know, uh, Al Gore graciously bestowed upon us. Systems uh, of, of, what was it? Pipes and. System of series of pipes or something like that. Right. You know, and it's made the world a lot smaller. And, you know, for all of you listeners that are outside of the continental United States, we welcome you. And isn't New Zealand the one that, that's where the, uh, the guys from Mega Upload were, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, our hearts, (laughs) our hearts go out to the families of the (laughs) Mega Upload people. I, you know, I went to, I went to Mega Upload. I swear it was for something legit. I was Uh looking for, I was looking for a driver for something obscure, and it, the link happened to be Mega Upload, and that little um, graphic the government put up, it makes me nervous. It does. Like, the, the eagle looks like it wants to eat you just for being there. <laughs> you know, I think if I was on a kitty porn site, I wouldn't have moved away as fast. <laughs> you know, like, I wouldn't have been as nervous. I'm not saying I would have lingered on the kitty porn site. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know. Let's move on to some more. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what is in the mouth? Uh, uh, so, uh, your your homies out in Boston looks like they'll get to see the Super Bowl this 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 next weekend. Good because my homies in Boston if they miss the Pats in the Super Bowl, will stab somebody. <laughs> that that's big time. I mean, yeah, baseball's big there, but a Pats game is a serious situation. <laughs> Pats against the Giants. I mean, my uncle alone would kill 10 people. <laughs> but uh yeah, cuz uh, Sunbeam and DirecTV seem to have finally uh come to an agreement. Because uh, Sunbeam was the one that, because they wanted so much more money, uh, they pulled the plug on Directv. Yeah, it was more. It was more Sunbeam being the dick. Yeah. Than Directv, you know, surprisingly. <laughs> Directv. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like uh, you guys are all set for Super Bowl Sunday next week. And did did we really expect the Super Bowl to actually not air in Massachusetts? Let's be honest. You know, I mean, they always hold out to the last fucking minute. Make everybody sweat, and then when when it's the last minute, then everyone's like, "Okay, we need to figure out something right if, now." If, like, if they did, any, if they did anything, they should have waited for like the like at the end of all the nine hour of pregame bullshit that usually goes on, like right before kickoff. Hey, we're back. Yeah. Did you catch the Pro Bowl? Uh, no. Me neither. I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't. I don't Especially care. when the two it's two a- teams, the two best teams in the league right now, will not have any players on the fucking. <laughs> Pro Bowl, it's stupid. They should have had it after the Super Bowl, like always. Yeah. Oh, well. But, uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know the new timeline is going to become mandatory for everybody on Facebook. I pretty much expected that, though. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easier for Facebook, for their coding and stuff like that, 
It's I don't really care. Timeline's pretty slick. Yeah, I mean, I I like it, but you know, um, I was I found out earlier this week that with timeline being uh more mandatory on Facebook, and all the people that like it are like, oh, this is cool. You know, they they get it. They've already gotten it. Yeah, uh, like us. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wish they would allow it for um, fan pages, though. I do too. I, I think that would have been that would be cool because then we could have a nice little banner over there, you know, or even just a different kind of timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just something something more suited for that. Because I, I went to our fan page, uh, the Lazy Geeks at Facebook, um, and <laughs> it was just that old school. And now it's kind of like you see the old. Every time I'm looking through people's Facebook page, I get to an old one. I'm like, oh, what, <laughs> what is this shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I get to the same thing. Like, oh, come on, dude, update it. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's they're um, they're trying to they're going to do that for this new social networking thing. Was it called Graph? Where it's supposed to just basically be this uh, program just of apps, and you can go through the apps and go off Facebook, and it'll share everything. You know that you go within the apps, not you know. You know, not know. T- not tap your browser and suddenly, hey, he's looking at kitty porn. <laughs> oh, what the? Back to the kitty porn thing, are we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, explicit. Yeah. Explicit. <laughs> That's why I said some offense. Some offense, you know. Spe- but- speaking of being let down, um, <laughs> so I heard that Netflix is, is canceling that idea of, of having a game rental service, too, of to rival. Course, um, of course. They can't even handle a, vid- a DVD subscription service. No, and like I was I – was, yeah, well, they're focusing more on their 3D streaming, which from a business sense makes sense. But I was kind of like, oh, it would have been slick if you get a game rental thing going on. But I mean, I don't know. Games, Gamefly's kind of cornered that market, really, because there's been competitors that have come out against Gamefly, and they pretty much fall – just as quick as when they come out. Yeah. Um, even though Gamefly's not a perfect service, and it does have limitations, but they're real-world limitations. It's not because Gamefly sucks. It's because <laughs> they can only have so many copies of a game. You know what I mean? Um, it just blows. That's why I stopped going to them. No, it sucks. No, just kidding. It does suck. <laughs> also, if you're a PC gamer, you can get the games a lot faster through Steam. I mean, <laughs> let's be let's be completely honest. Not just honest, but completely honest. You know? Or Origin. <laughs> you know, can't piss off EA. You know, yeah, that's exactly. Just, you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, I wanted to go into real quick. Now, I recently moved to to our Arizona office, as we like to call it. As you um, like to call it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a television in in my room, which is fine because I don't really. I watch TV, but I'm not. I don't need a TV on all the time. I he leaves. He, le- he lives in a dumpster and and yes. bootleg and um spike hacks into the wi-fi of the restaurant right next door well you know they have an hour limit you know, so. <laughs> um the the interesting part about it is is a lot of people assumed that i would be bootlegging a lot of shit and to be let's be i'm gonna say completely honest again for some reason i keep saying it um let me be clear <laughs> uh that i kind of assumed that i would have to bootleg tv shows too um but actually i think things are coming along quite nicely I want. I like the Big Bang Theory. I go to the CBS website. It's like a day late, day later than when it airs. I got it. Um, NBC is the same way. Uh, then I also have Netflix for the older things and Hulu. Um, Hulu has a lot. Uh, and, and the cool thing about Hulu is I'm searching for shows on Hulu and I watch them. Whatever the daily shows on there, a lot of stuff like that. I got to the Big Bang Theory and and it had it and I clicked on it and then it it brought me right to the CBS website, mm. right to where the video started playing. Now. 
you still have to go to five different websites to watch everything that you want, but I think that things are, are coming along to where you kind of don't need a TV anymore if you really don't want one. You know, it's still more convenient. Like, if I had a TV in here with cable, it would be a little easier, you know, the DVI. Right. But it's nice to know that I can still watch this shit without having to resort to bootlegging a TV show. Because to be honest, I mean, you download a TV show, delete it, whatever. I'm not advocating it, and I'm not saying that I was doing it. I'm just saying that I was kind of like, is this the only way that I'm going to be able to watch TV? Um, but I'm not. So the United States government should be happy that I'm not bootlegging television shows. That's right. Shut up. Oh, sorry. You finished? Okay, great. No. Uh, <laughs> no, well, we were... Well, we both can't watch G4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was the thing is, is, you know, like, you know, people talking about cutting the cord and Comcast this last week is going to offer a... Not Comcast, Cox. <laughs> yeah, my cable company now. Yeah, they're going to offer a economic or what i like to call broke ass uh package yeah which uh takes out all the expensive channels like all the espns of course you're going to miss stuff like fx and um all of that but they but in the article it you know like disney channel you're only paying literally 94 cents a month for that channel right while for espn you're paying like over four bucks yep so you know and and that's one of the things like you know, there you while everybody says, Oh yeah, the cord cutting, cord cutting, you can't if everybody wants to find it on one service, it's not gonna happen. If if you know It's never gonna happen. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times people get kind of caught up in this, oh well, should I get rid of it? But how will I see you can still see like if you watch a lot of broadcast television, ABC, NBC, uh CBS, Fox you can go on their websites and watch it. That new show, Touch, with, that starred Kiefer Sutherland, like, even on the, uh, even during the show, it's like, if you missed any part of this, please go to fox.com and you can watch the entire episode. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the, the companies now are realizing if they don't start doing that, people get upset and they start bootlegging their shit. Yeah. And this is something that we said from the, from the beginning. And, and people, people who are on the computer a lot know. If you just provide it, and it's already free on the television, yeah. you know, putting it on your website is not that big of a deal. And you don't even have to leave it there forever. Just yeah. leave it there for like at least a couple months so everybody can watch it. Yeah. And with, every, with my, like, my schedule is all over the damn place now. You know, I can't sit down at a certain time, especially when I don't have a TV in my damn room. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, and that's that's one of the the major things with it is that you get into this whole situation of um I I want to see my shows. I may not have the schedule, you know, my DVR or I do have a DVR, don't have one, but you know, if you really can spend money for Hulu and Netflix and then use the broadcast sites. I mean, yeah, you'll lose live sports Unless yes. you get a digital converter and you the over the just watching a normal TV, and I mean the, my my buddy actually out here or go he, to a sports bar, exactly. My <laughs> actually socialize with people. Yeah, my uh, my buddy out here, he has the digital converter on his TV. He's, he's going to move soon, so he doesn't have cable. And it's the first time I had ever seen it. I thought he had cable. Yeah, it, it came in crystal. You yeah. know, and and um, I just like I like that. Yeah, you have you might have to pay for Netflix or Hulu Plus. Like I, I use the free version of Hulu, but I know if I get plus, I'd be able to watch more. Compare the prices of those two services to your average DirecTV, 
And then also you would need a DVR to match the watch whenever you want. So for maybe like college students or just people who don't have that much damn money, especially nowadays, this is a perfect solution. Yeah, Get well, an Xbox 360. You can watch both of them. Yeah. I mean, think about it, though. You know, what, like, is it eight bucks or something like that on Hulu? For Hulu Plus or something I like that. I think it's like that, and you get a month, you get like a week free. I think if you yeah. want to check it out. And same thing with Netflix. Uh, yeah. You, get, you, you know, that's less than twenty bucks, and you can get a majority of what you know people will pay like forty bucks for. Yeah, and at the most, to watch a new show that just came out, you might get a day late. Yeah. Just so long enough for them to put it on the freaking site. Right. Yeah, if you if you can't wait a day, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is though, and I was discussing this with you. Is any BBC show? I can't yeah. watch it because I'm in America. You know, I'm, I'm missing Doctor Who and stuff like that. So um, I can watch the old ones on Netflix, but I can't watch the new ones, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of the whole TV thing, uh, so <laughs> earlier this week there was an online petition that was circulating and went to the White House in regards to our good friend Chris Dodd, the president of the Motion Picture Association of America, where he essentially uh, he's stated our, he's our friend. Yeah, he's our he's our he's our good buddy. Oh, okay. Um, where he basically stated that uh, a open admission of bribery when he st- stated that. Uh, uh, why should I write out to checks checks to um, people that don't do what we want? Yeah. Like said on on national TV. Classy. Yeah. The uh, the L A Times actually reported about the online petition was being passed to the White House, and uh, in the comments it's it said an open admission of bribery and threats designed to provoke a spe- specific policy goal. This is a brazen flouting of the above the law status. People of Dodd's position and the wealthy enjoy. And now, of course, the, the the guy's spokesman goes. Senator Dodd was merely making an obvious point that people support politicians who view coincide with their own. When politicians take positions on uh, take positions that people disagree with, and those people tend not to support those politicians. No, 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 no. That's not what he was doing. That's at all. not what you're saying. He was saying, "I'll give you money if you do what I want you yeah. to do." <laughs> why, should I, why should I support people who didn't want to support me when I was ready to lose my job? That's yeah. so different. And you know, a, you know it, imagine a world if we lived in this country and there were no lobbyists. Uh, it, just imagine it. You know, it's it's that's a John Lennon thing. Uh-huh. To imagine, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it just it, it would the government would be actually a little more fair. Yeah. Um, because when money gets thrown around, and honestly, I don't blame some of these politicians. I mean, they're getting millions of dollars thrown at them just to be on maybe maybe a topic they they don't really give a shit about. Right. You know what I mean? Not that it makes it right. Right. But yeah, and uh, but yeah, this was uh, you know, that was just something I was like after um, we did the podcast last week and we talked about the after effects, and I I saw this one on there. I'm like, oh, finally, I guess somebody because I I had thought that too when I read that statement, and I was thinking, oh, I wish I could have brought that up on the podcast. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll follow it up, yeah, and, uh, bring it up on this one. But uh, that was yeah. uh, that was the last pos- podcast called Blackout. Blackout. <laughs> you have to say it like that. Blackout. Blackout. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time we get into some news. So uh, first up, I know all of you fans of File Sonic are probably wondering what the fuck happened. <laughs> well, some companies don't wait for the other shoe to drop, but is it too late? Popular file sharing site File Sonic 
is hoping to turn over a new leaf will prevent them from getting shut down by the federal government. The site, without notice, has shut down all file sharing privileges. Now you can uh, download. Now you can only download the files that you uploaded, according to CNET. They even suspended their rewards program that pays you when someone tr- downloads any of your files. Some people on Reddit has said that people were deleting their file contents and even deleting their accounts. Most people would suspect that this has something to do with the federal government shutting down Mega Upload. Uh, Torrent Freaks said that this is a pretty big deal. FileSonic is just some, um, isn't just some also ran, uh, in a world of cyber lockers. The site isn't, um, among the top 10 file sharing sites on the internet with a quarter billion page views a month. The site has given no official statement as to why it's suspe- um, why it's suspended, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, because um, I was noticing that like for like last week, that was like one of the big, big uh, viewed uh, articles on the website. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> there's a file sharing suspended. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, While they were trying to uh, bootleg some, some DVDs, yeah, they were like, what the hell's going on? Did a quick Google search. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But uh, quick one, but re- pretty good news. Kind of something we already assumed, but whatever. Uh, way back at E3 last year, we all got to see the Wii U for the first time. Uh, half of us thought it was pretty cool looking, while the other half pretty much just scratched their heads. Nintendo does that a lot these days. <laughs> um, we also learned the system was shooting for a late in 2012 release window. Um, company president Satoru, shit, Sataru, yeah, the president of Nintendo, uh, has confirmed what has pretty much been the safe bet, um, of a global 2012 holiday release. Now that's, that's key, a global release, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, there really isn't much else to say other than that. That was pretty much the only bit of news, but it's, it was pretty much the safe bet. When, when a, when a game company says our system's coming out late 2012, they're going to shoot for the holiday money, you know, um, but a global release is pretty interesting. I would have assumed it would come out first in Japan and then come maybe to the States, then the UK or vice versa. Um, but it's pretty cool that it's coming out globally so we can all, um, you know, play the little selection of games that it will have. Well, you know, what? <laughs> you know, actually what I think it might be is that because of what's happening with like the P- the uh, Vita, maybe they don't want any negative feedback yeah. from Japan yes. affecting their um, global uh, their global business sales. So they could be just saying, you know what, let's just release it everywhere, and then everybody can bitch about it. But and by the that problem, time, they'll have the it. Problem, the problem with the Vita situation is Japan is a much different market than America is. Yeah. So what's failing in Japan might do well here. It all depends. Like, for instance, first-person shooters are much more popular in the United States, and RPGs are much more popular in Japan. Now, if the Vita has more, I can't think of it right now, but let's just say, for instance, the Vita had more first-person shooters, um, more action-adventure games than they did RPGs, it might falter a little bit in Japan, right. but blow up here. You know, so, I don't know, it's 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 a little give and take. Japan also has a lot of fucking toys. Yeah, that's you know, they true. They have a lot of things, like, we don't have that much mobile gaming. We have our phones, whatever mm-hmm. PlayStation puts out, and whatever Nintendo puts out. Yeah, but you gotta remember too, is that what we have here, and that's the problem with American media, is that American media is gonna jump on that and go, oh, there's problems with the Vita. Oh, 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 cause that's all they do. And, and take out the, 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 the basic idea that, ja- Japan doesn't do everything the way we do it. They don't buy it simply because it's new. 
Yeah. They they, buy- don't, they they don't buy things just to tell their friends, oh, look what I got. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they buy it because they want it. They're not they're, they're not that much of a dick society. I guess Japan, is really what we're talking about. Japan's to say. actually a very tough market. Yeah. For for technology because they are very they know what they're doing. You know, they the, the majority of of Japanese Japanese consumers research things they they know the technology because it's there they breathe it every single day you know a lot of american consumers just buy it because sony made it or (laughs) something like that they're not really looking into it or they just buy it because their friends buying it or something like that and i'm sure that goes on in japan too but we can all say that japan the japan gaming community is far more um mature (laughs) than the american one i don't know how it's going to do in the uk or anything like that but uk usually mirrors the united states yeah There'll, there'll be a lot that'll buy it um, so here's something actually kind of cool, uh, 20 years late, but still kind of cool. Uh, remember the original trans generation one transformer comic book series back in 1984, Hasbro worked out a marketing deal with Marvel to create a comic based, a uh, comic based on their new toy line. Eventually it became a highly successful successful television series for a few years. Recently, IDW has released two new comics to continue the saga in the battle for Cybertron. Uh, writer Simon Furman had written the original se- Transformers series for Marvel when they canceled it at series 80, at this issue 80. Uh, it seems that Mark, Fur- uh, that uh, Simon Furman, I keep wanting to say Mark Furman, uh, <laughs> not the, not the racist cop, the, <laughs> This guy uh, racist cop. <laughs> has been granted his wish to return and continue the story he started back in 1991. A few months ago, he mentioned that he would love to come back and tie up all the loose ends of that story he never completed. So starting on Free Comic Book Day, Yay. Fuller, in an interview with CBR, will release a .5 issue to pick up the story where he began in 1991. So he will continue the series until issue 100, where the story um, will, and will end the story there. So this is our chance to do it again, and knowing we're building to a definite conclusion is liberating because it means you can easily you can commit fearlessly to the character and story arcs and make every count, um, every issue count and mean something. If we kill off someone in the series, they're liable to stay dead—a rarity in comic books these days. That I'm- is quite true. That is very true. But uh, if you go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, you can see the um, the cover of uh, of the 88.5, and it's going to be—it's uh, it, cool. I'm totally excited for it. I, I remember I used to pick up the old Marvel comic book series when I was a kid, and um. Now I'm like, going, oh man, if I could just find all 80 issues, that would be awesome. Um, but uh, I would be, I would be more excited um, for it if it was, if it was made by DC. But that's just me. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's being a dick. Yeah, well, I do that. that. I do. You know, yeah. you stick to your strengths. Yeah. Really. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to mine. Um, the, the days of not being able to access certain information when not on the home computer have been over for a long while when it comes to boring information like your bank account or your email. Now that Valve has a Steam app, we can look forward to what's really important, because it's all about priorities. Absolutely. Um, Valve Software has released an app for the iOS and Android platforms to mirror their extremely successful PC gaming mecca, Steam. (laughs) Um, The app allows users to chat with friends, browse their game catalog, and keep up to date on all Steam-related news. Um... Company president Gabe Newell says the Steam app comes from many, many direct requests from our customers because Steam users have been asking for an app for a while, ever since the um, the Xbox Live app came out. 
It's just, the Xbox Live app is awesome, and Steam, the Steam gamers have just been looking for that. He goes on to say, mo- mobile. Oh no, who? I skipped a part. Oh. He goes on. He goes on to say, um, seeing which of your friends are online and playing a game, sending quick messages, looking at screenshots for an upcoming game, or catching a sale. These are all features customers have requested. Mobile is changing the way people interact, play games, and consume media. And the Steam app is part of our commitment to meet customer demands and expect the service functionality of Steam to make it richer and more accessible for everyone. Um, the smartphone, pretty much the smartphone allows companies to keep their users, their user base connected to their service no matter where they are. Um, obviously, from a business standpoint, this is good because if their customers are outside of the house, they can still entice them with deals to buy games because Steam is constantly having sales. Um, the app, the Steam app is currently in beta, so if you want to use it, you'll have to register for a chance to use it um, before it fully launches. But it looks promising. I mean, if if you've had any experience with the Xbox Live app, you're pretty much right at home with this one. Um, I like how it will show you what game they're playing and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Um, but it's mainly, you know, I don't know. You can just browse your catalog and, and uh, look at what's for sale and stuff like that. I think it's more of a time waster app, personally, um, and a chatting app to chat with people on the computer. But but also this this goes for the uh, cross platform stuff too, because you're talking to people who are on Steam on their PC and you're on your phone. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it allows allows for a lot more. Uh, I yeah, when I read it, I, I I dug it. I was like, on oh, that's cool. It's about time, you know. You kind of got dipped into that pool because you know everybody wants to stay connected to their shit. And now that Steam is doing it as well as Xbox Live, expect everyone else to do it. I wouldn't, oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony comes out with something for the PlayStation Network, um, and stuff Origin. like that. Oh, well, Origin, uh, very much so. Origin just added a bunch. There's an article on the Lazy Geeks right now. Origin just added six new, um, developers and publishing houses to their arsenal of games they want to sell you. Um, so, it's moving along. <laughs> Gaming's here to stay, people. Yeah, it's not a fad. Not yeah. like that gosh darn rock music. That's uh, right. <laughs> well, we're the three best friends that anyone could have. Doesn't simply doesn't seem to simply be a line in a script. The three stars of the Hangover series are sticking together and asking for fifteen million against back end for the third story in the franchise, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis don't have con- um, don't have contracts for the third film, and we're given uh, and given that the film made over five hundred million last year, Warner's wants to get them back in front of the camera by the summer to have it for its re- Memorial Day release in twenty thirteen. The three actors are holding out as a team, which is a smart move to get them to get them the payday they wish for. Many shows have had collective strikes to get increase in pay. Now, with that being said, many fans and critics hated the sequel, saying that it was a recycle of the first film. But in growing, tra- um, but in growing trends, movie studios love to keep churning out sequels, even if the audience and the critics think that there should they should have just stopped. Since the audi- um, since the original and its sequel broke records, it seems that Warner Brothers is confident that they will make money in 2013, which is what they need since two tentpole films, Akira and Arthur and Lancelot, are shelved because of budget concerns. Well, good luck with that. Honestly, that monkey was funny in the second the, one. Yeah, the monkey was funny. Yeah. I just recently saw the second one. Oh, yeah? Um, like three days ago. Yeah. And, and I thought it was funny, but it wasn't as funny as the first one because... The shock of things was yeah. gone. You, yeah. you expected it to be crazy. Yeah. Um, but 
they did go a little a little more crazy, <laughs> um, so especially in that strip club, you know. <laughs> but see, I I mean, anyone with with two brain cells can realize they're recycling the first one. All right. But that's okay. Personally, I think that's okay with that kind of movie. Wow. You know, it, it's 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 a group of friends going through a crazy situation. I, I think I think to recycle that is fine. It's been recycled for decades. Um. <laughs> If they the third one, they're gonna have to switch it up a little bit, though. Yeah. I think because they they went pretty they went to Bangkok, man. I mean, <laughs> you can't really top that. So they're gonna have to do something a little different. Yeah. Um. Right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and say I got one more news article. Oh, yeah. Chill out. No. Um. I'm just gonna come out and say this. Okay. It's gonna be no BlizzCon for 2012. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> now, a little piece of every Blizzard fan just died. Um, this is this is the second time Blizzard has decided to cancel the, their convention, with the first being in 2006. Blizzard has said BlizzCon, quote, isn't intended as an annual event, even though it usually is. Um, the usually is part wasn't part of the quote. <laughs> Blizzard does give a, a good reason. Give a good reason, though, saying, quote, we feel that 2012 is going to be an exciting year for Blizzard and our players, and the best way to serve our community is to focus our efforts on our upcoming releases. That said, we're looking forward to talking more about the Battle.net World Championship in months ahead. Remember, that was happening. Um, sure, there won't be a BlizzCon to go to this year, and that kind of that kind of stings. Were we all going to get the latest news of Mist of Pandoria and StarCraft II expansion, Heart of Swarm, or Diablo III? Oh, wait, on every single news outlet in existence. <laughs> you don't – BlizzCon isn't necessary this year because we already know what they're doing this year. They need to hurry up and release shit. Diablo III is – Supposed to come out this year. I do the magic spirit be- fingers I when I said that. I thought it was beta this Whatever. year. Whatever. The game is supposed to do something this year. <laughs> Mr. Pandoria is supposedly. The Pandora. I'm, I'm, I'm going more for 2013 on Mr. Pandoria, but whatever. Um, the StarCraft, I mean, all of their main titles are doing something this year. We already know that. BlizzCon is, there's no point. The only point there would be is to go to BlizzCon to watch the, um, the competitions that they have, but they're having the Battle Done at World Championship in a few months. So there's just no need for them to waste the money on BlizzCon this year. I like how they say it's not supposed to be an annual event, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows it's an annual event. You just cancel it sometimes. Um, but you know. Yeah, I guess this year they feel like, well, maybe we shouldn't have a conference to say how awesome we are. I put at the end of the article, I put seriously, though, countries that don't have electricity or running water know WoW is getting a new expansion with pandas in it at this point. (laughs) Everybody knows. Oh, yeah. And remember, you can read all these articles and more on (laughs) thelazygeeks.com. That's kind of creepy, dude. I know. I want to call my wife and see how my kids are doing real quick. Uh, I think it's time for some new releases. Oh. Uh, some new release on Netflix streaming. We've got uh, Billy Madison, Young Frankenstein, which is an amazing movie. Uh, Hunt for Red October, featuring Sean Connery. Uh, my favorite comedy, my fa- favorite satirical comedy uh, from the Marx Brothers, Duck Soup. Also, Primal Fear, Clockwood Orange. And uh, thank you. Oh, yeah, I added some. Um, the TV show Psych, which is all right. Burn notice, all right. <laughs> um, Mars needs moms was it was an interesting pre- like an interesting um, premise. Uh, premise, thank you. I was gonna say presence, um, but the movie kind <laughs> of weird. And also the best of the entire list, 
He-Man and She-Ra, a Christmas special. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it, not quite Doctor Who standards, but, you know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, all right, on games, uh, this week's actually kind of nice. Final Fantasy oh. 13 2 2, whatever. Wouldn't that be 15? Week. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Roman numeral X, I, 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 dash 2. They do, Final Fantasy does that when they'll have Final Fantasy 13 and then they want to make a continuation of that story. Cause the reason they call it Final Fantasy is because it's the, it's like its own world in each Final Fantasy. Whatever. <laughs> um, they did that with 10. There was, remember Final Fantasy X-2 when it was... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Soul... Ca- oh, I'm sorry. Soul Calibur Five <laughs> is coming out. Um, Never Dead. Um, Dead Island Rider White. That's a DLC coming out. Bioshock 2 is coming out for the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, something excited for... Something excitable for the Mac users. Yeah. We're all we're, we're all about to get um, Bioshock 3. But the poor, <laughs> the poor, um, scene kids that only have a Mac at home get to play Bioshock 2. Uh, in, uh, in theaters, this week's, uh, kind of a, kind of a, a weekly week as it usually is at the beginning of the year. Yeah. The Woman in Black, Daniel Radcliffe's first, uh, post, uh, Harry Potter film. Looks kind of creepy, which dude. Looks a little creepy, yeah. Uh, Big Miracle, which is this generation's Free Willy. Yeah. Um, and the uh, and Chronicle, which actually I'm looks, dig- I'm kind of digging that one. That looks kind of cool. I I, I kind of like the idea. And absolute uh, power corrupts absolutely. Absolutely. Thing going yeah. On. yeah. Uh, DVDs this week, big one this week. Star Trek: The Next Generation, the next level Blu-ray. This yes. is uh, where Paramount's releasing the uh, three uh, episodes: Encounter at Farpoint, uh, the Inner Light, and Sins of the Father. All completely redone in Blu-ray. If you've been checking out like Wired and stuff like that, they'll actually show you gifts that show how the um, effects will look from the original to the new one. It, looks, it looks pretty amazing. damn amazing. Yeah, looks, it looks pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I they've redone all the special effects. Yeah, so. they've cleaned it up a lot, but they didn't do it like they did with the original series. So the the effects look a lot cleaner. They went to the actual 30, um, 35 millimeter film, cleaned it up, cleaned up the sound. It looks amazing. Uh, so that comes out. And it's only it's not very very expensive. It's supposed to be like I think under fifteen bucks. Yeah. Um, well, this... it's only three episodes. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a... three three badass episodes. Yeah. When so... are they going to redo Data's Day? I mean, let's be <laughs> honest. I love that episode. <laughs> it, it, I'm actually pretty excited because the inner light for me, with where Picard lives out the life of that that one guy from that probe, uh, is one of my favorite episodes. Yes, I yes. love that episode. Quickly, one episode that is actually one of the most controversial episodes. Was the Devil's Due, I think is what it was called, where they, they meet that chick, Adra, who's the devil. Oh, of right, planet, right. And she said that she was the devil for multiple planets. Yeah. That was pretty controversial because the religious right did not like that at all, but, right. um, Captain Picard kept it pimp. Yeah. The whole time. I want to see Best of Both Worlds, the Borg. Yeah, yes. I want to see that cleaned up. But in any case, we'll probably, we'll definitely be talking about those when they decide to release the entire series. Yep. But, uh, definitely be hitting up the store for this one. We also have In Time, which is Justin Timberlake's, uh, Logan's run version, yeah. uh, Into the Universe with Stephen Hawking's. A must watch for everybody. Yeah, if, it's a really awesome, uh, uh, series, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, if you love, uh, if you love Sherlock, he does the voiceover during right. the series. The, the new, yeah, it's not, uh, although Stephen Hawking's is brilliant, it's not his voice yeah. the whole time. So, so you won't have to hear this the entire time. Yeah. Too much? 
little bit, but still. <laughs> got my point across. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, the new version of The Thing, the Transformer Trilogy Collector's Edition 3D Blu-ray, if any of you are interested in that one. A lot of hot chicks in it. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, the big Even year- the tits in the background are hot. That's true. That's true. But it's Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah. The Big Year, which was Steve Martin, uh, I think Jack Black, and I, for, I, I don't remember. Uh, and then Drive. I haven't seen that. I want to check that out. And some people, a lot of people liked it and said uh, Ryan Gosling was pretty good in it. I don't know. I've heard mixed things about that movie though. Ryan Gosling is just America's sweetheart, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I'm moving on to comic books. Yeah. Uh, before we get into com- that, before we get into that really weird realm. Yeah. And DC. And- and then it'll yeah. b- bounce back to child porn. So, you know. What the hell? Now it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> now, not just because of alphabetical order, but also um, order of importance. DC Comics is first. Um, if I don't say the number, it's because it's issue six. Action Comics, Animal Man. Um, Batman Gates of Gotham uh, comes out. Trade paperback looking pretty slick. Uh, Batwing, Detective Comics. Yes. <laughs> Green Arrow. Um, Green Arrow Salvation, hide cover. Uh, Hawk and Dove, which I think is one of the ones that's on the the chopping block, isn't it? Yeah, for, Hawk, I yeah. think it's issue eight is the last one. Right. Justice League International. Um, Justice League Generation Lost Volume One Trade Payback. Nice. Pick it up. Uh, Men of War. OMAC. Red Lanterns. Static Shock. Another one that's on the way out. Um, Stormwatch. Superman. Reign of Doomsday Hardcover. Yes. <laughs> um, and Swamp Thing. All right. We got for Marvel. We've got Amazing Spider-Man number 679, Avengers X-Actions 3 of 4, Fear Itself the Fearless still continuing, number 8 of 12, well, it's getting there, uh, Hulk number 48, Punisher number 8, Uncanny X-Force number 21, uh, we also have Uncanny X-Men volume 2 number 6, and uh, or volume 2 means of the after the uh, renumbering, or the new series, Uncanny X-Men number 6. Venom, number 13, and Winter Soldier, the new uh, Bucky uh, spinoff. Uh, Winter Soldier, number one, comes out this week. Uh, other distributors, we have Doctor Who, number 14, from IDW. G.I. Joe, ongoing, number 10, from IDW. Magic the Gathering, number oh, one. Oh, I put that one on the bottom, too. I didn't even see you put that. Uh, I was so excited. <laughs> from IDW. Uh, Alpha Girl, number one, from Image. Uh, and you got oh, uh, Conan Volume Eleven: Road to Kings Part One Hardcover <laughs> from Dark Horse. Uh, Game of Thrones Journals this is more for collectibles for the um for the fans. Uh, two journals are out. I'm, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Daenerys. That was the uh the pr- Steve has no idea what I'm talking about. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the princess that um you know marries the savage dude. Uh, and Throne, which I'm assuming is about you know the throne. Um, that's, those both are from Dark Horse. Uh, Star well, Wars. You, you covered that so brilliantly, Adam. Thank you. Uh, Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi number zero. zero. Little, little prequel baby from Dark Horse. And that's it because I put Magic the Gathering again. <laughs> um, so with collectibles, classic Marvel characters. Um, the only two I saw was Invisible Girl and Mr. Fantastic. Surprisingly both from Dark Horse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Amy Kami, now last week we had an Amy Kami heroine, um, heroine series for, um, Wonder Woman as Sapphire, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now we have, um, Black Flash and White Canary, uh, both coming out. Hmm. And that be it. And that be it. Alright, so, it seems that, uh, 
this week we have uh, two types of things that seem to be outdated as far as a rating system goes. Uh, Australia never had any love for R18 Plus, did they? No, and I'm gonna, I did an article on this, uh, brief one. I'm gonna read it real quick just so we can get an idea of what we're gonna talk about. Um, Australia is very strict on the digital content that is allowed into their country. A lot of people think that their level of censorship is ridiculous and overdone. Of course, Australia is a pretty awesome place, so I don't question their decisions much. Um, one thing that isn't allowed is R18 plus rated video games. Now, R18 plus, uh, is going to be something that's, that's on the, um, it's a bill in their parliament. I almost said Senate. <laughs> so confused. Um, for those for those of you who are not familiar with that rating, it works just as it sounds. Um, no one under the age of 18 is permitted to view or play said media. Two comparisons come to mind with the United States ESRBM rating and Europe's PEGI 18 rating. Um, GameSpot, GameSpot Australia reports Federal Minister of Home Affairs Jason Clare is ready to introduce a bill during the first season, or I'm sorry, session in Parliament this year, um, expected to commence February 7th. Of course, introducing the bill isn't enough to get it get it put into practice. The bill will have to make its way through both houses, both showing support for the bill currently. They're both currently showing support for the bill. Um, then it then it all rests on the speed of the classification board to put the R18 plus rating into use. The use of this rating will allow games that are deemed unsuitable for people under 15 of age to be sold in the country. Currently, um, games that that a 15-year-old or under can't play are not allowed in the country at all. Um, recent recent memory, if recent memory serves me correctly, the latest um, Deuce X game is not in Australia. Oh, right, um, yeah, I remember unless that. Unless they're buying it from us <laughs> uh, with a region thing. But they can't just go to their local... Australian Walmart, I don't know where the hell they would go, um, to buy, to buy the game because it's just not there. I think they have EB games there, I think. Um, this is pretty damn strict compared yeah. to other countries. And Especially a lot of us. People, I know. A lot of people think that's pretty unfair. Um, so if this R18 plus rating, which you can make, if you want to bet on a winning horse, the R18, the R18 plus rating will be into effect. Both of their um, government houses are supporting the bill right now. It's just a, a matter of the classification board, which is the board that's really strict, to put it into practice. Um, I, I think it should be it should be into practice before the year's up, but who knows? Um, but this this branches off into something I just thought uh, we should talk about because you did an article on um, our, I think it was it was the American system, right, being yeah. outdated. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, I, I wrote an article, yeah, on the lazygeeks.com, uh, calling is our current rating system for films out of date. And, uh, what happened basically here, what really, uh, precipitated this is, um, I've always had a problem with the MPAA, but, um, ha- and I'm, I've been, I've had an issue with them in regards to the power they have over the film industry. While yeah, they we have, we have the, um, just to clarify, we obviously America can have um, our M rating. We can have stuff that's pretty out there. We can pretty much have everything. But our rating system is pretty strict on what rating they're giving things, right? Right. And uh, for and in films, there's so much of a gray area. While they're pushing for legislation, I'm going to read a part of the article that I written. Uh, 
while they are pushing for legislation to, in essence, censor the internet um, to their means, they can hold the fate, at least in Hollywood's mind, of their of their projects by giving it anything from a G rating to an NC-17 rating. Yesterday, or a couple days ago, actually, uh, the MPAA had issued an R rating for the action comedy This Means War, which stars Chris Pine, Tom Hardy, and uh, Reese Witherspoon, and cited sexual content. Well, Fox tried to appeal the ruling, but the MPAA is the one that reviews whether the ruling was valid. This is about as pointless as having a government-formed committee to review the formation of government committees. Uh, they upheld the ruling, and Fox cut a couple of racy jokes by Chelsea Handler, and it managed to get a uh, PG-13 rating. Right. And the problem with that is, for me personally, is you're you're not – I don't want to say you're ruining the original content, but you're ruining the original content. Right. What they made is what they want people to see. And when you're taking out you're taking things out of it, you're turning it into something different. And you can change the whole outlook of a of a movie or a film or whatever um just by taking out two or three lines. Yeah. And the thing is is that, you know, Hollywood has devised some arcane rules to keep films um uh to keep movies you know, at certain ratings. Like in a PG-13 film, you can use the F-bomb once to four times, but it can't be used in a sexual manner. But keep in mind that certain foul language is acceptable as long as you keep a lid on the F-bomb and the C-word. And uh, Yeah, C-word is an instant mature rating. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Not, uh, That might be a shock to some of our um, UK listeners. I know right. that word's a little more... Um, little more used over there but over here that's pretty much the worst word you can say right you know and if you didn't get slapped when you said that c word you got off i've been slapped for saying this <laughs> my my mother slapped the shit out of me for saying yeah. that word but keep in mind that the pg-13 rating didn't come into existence until 1984 when right. he, when parents were upset about the amount of violence in indiana jones and the temple of doom which is a, an amazing movie right so they devised the PG-13 rating because it says, well, the violence is more than PG rating, but not enough to be an R. And then, of course, there was the – and like I, I said in the article, if you really want to see the big difference between an R-rated movie and a PG-13 rated, take a look at the at the original Die Hard film, which had an R rating, and watch the Live Free or Die Hard, which had a PG-13 rating. And you'll right. notice a subtle difference and the language is toned down. Right. But my problem, like when we're dealing with uh, – like in in regards to uh, Australia, and the mature rating is to keep those games out. It it, it is a form of censorship, and the and I understand their idea. You know, well, we don't want kids exposed to this, but you can't. You gotta have. You gotta let people. You have to you, let parents make that decision. Yeah, you have for to themselves. let you have to let parents make the choices, but you also have to let people that are appropriate of age to be allowed to get that. And, exactly. you know, like when you look at the gaming culture, like everybody always complains about all the the mature rated games in um, in America. Oh, Which my God. Which is a small percentage of gaming in, at large. Yeah, because yeah, when we did it, it was less than it was less than 20 percent. The only reason games. it gets so much playtime is because adults with money want to buy it. Yeah. And also, too. Yeah, they're the they're they're yeah, a couple of the biggest titles, which you think, oh, well, that all the games are like that. No, they're not. And yeah. Mario Brothers it's not like that. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and when you look at it, yeah, you have games like LA Noir that came out last year. Um uh Batman um what did Bat Arkham City get? Did it get a team uh, rating? I think they got to say it on does it say it on this poster? I don't I thought I got a team. A team. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. I got a team rating. That was one of the biggest games of the year. 
Actually, you know what? Let, let me check it because um, on my poster is kind of old. It's this rating pending. I was looking at the Arkham Asylum one. Hold on, I'll check. Keep talking. <laughs> but that's that's one of the things is that you know, uh, yeah, you have the Grand Theft Autos, you have the Red Dead Redemptions, you have those games. But those games, even though they're mature rated, you know, they're designed for older people. And when you look at the gaming culture that we have, they're co- um, ending high school on up. And yeah, there are some parents that will let their kids because they know that their kids are smart enough to discern what is reality and what's fiction. Okay, real quick. Mm-hmm. Watch this. You got an ACB rating of M, BBFC rating of 15, CERO rating of C, ESRB rating of teen, that would be us, a PEGI rating of 16, and a USK rating of 16+. plus. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia for the, the win. win. <laughs> the source of all human knowledge. Right. So, uh, but, but more specifically, you got an ESRB rating of T for teen and a PEGI rating of 16. So both teen. What is, um, which one of this is, is Australia? Is it ACB? Yes. ACB is the um, Australian Classification Board. It got an M. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's what it got. I don't really know where that is, <laughs> but it got that. And, and and that's the thing. And, and I really think that when you're dealing with, uh, you know, you're dealing with a, uh, with a, with a bill or an organization that's designed to, quote, you know, uh, serve the family interest. But when I think in, in a lot of instances, they're serving more of their interest. They don't want to see these games in there. So yeah, we don't have mature rated games. But if you think about it, if you actually allowed more of these businesses to offer these mature games and have stipulations that they have to be bought by someone, if someone handing over the cash is 18 and over, then that's fine. But also mature games are bought by older, by people that are out of high school. Right. You know, the guys that go line up standing in line at midnight for the release, they're not, you know, kids out on a school night. Yeah. These are kids that are like, shit, I got class in the morning, but fuck it, I need to get this game. You know, and and the same thing goes with movies because here you're having – and our rating system is being inadequate is because they are so – they have a propensity to allow movies like Hostel and Saw, all those – all those horror movies to pass with an R rating, but you have um, you have a movie with any bit amount of sex in it, immediate NC-17 rating. And that's always been my problem. Oh, real quick, just because I hate leaving this open, uh, Australian Australian Classification Board and M is not recommended for younger audiences through any age, although any age is allowed to buy it. So it's pretty much a teen rating. I just hate leaving that open. Um, one thing that's always bothered me, about America specifically um, with the rating is that we are so concerned with sex and language, but violence is really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and then you go to other countries like the UK, for instance, and they have much more, um, I'm not saying gratuitous sex, but sex is, uh, of course, talked about a lot more. Um, the language is a little more lenient, but they keep the violence down. Personally, I think that's a little better, <laughs> right. <laughs> better to do since we all have sex. We don't all perform violence. Um, but well, the rating systems are all archaic. That's the problem. They're, right. they're all working off of like a, a rule from the sixties, you know, and it's just needs to be modernized. I mean, even if you look at, like, I found an interesting fact when I was doing this art, uh, excuse me, this article was large amounts of violence and cursing. Uh, but when you have Kevin Smith's original cut of clerks, clerks 
received an NC-17 rating for excessive use of explicit, of extremely explicit sexually related dialogue. Clerks? Clerks. That's funny. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, you know, when you're cutting a couple of jokes from Chelsea Handler to get it, uh, <laughs> uh, when you're getting, uh, an NC, you know, PG-13, but you're getting an R rating because of a couple of her jokes. That seems a bit excessive and a bit personal. Exactly. And that's the problem is that, yeah, it's a committee, quote unquote, but there, it seems like whatever mood they were in that day is, is determine what the rating of a movie's, a particular movie is going to get. I was, I, I said in the article that if you've never seen the documentary called This Film Has Not Yet Been Rated, it's an awesome documentary. I haven't seen it actually. It, it, it's actually really good. It goes behind to find out who the hell is behind the MPAA board. And you know what? They don't publish who's on it. They don't publish anybody that's on it. They say because we don't want anybody to be influenced. But it's mostly because it's like, well, who's rating these films? Some of these are 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 mothers, are parents, you know, people that have no association to the movie industry at all. And that's the problem yeah. right there. It's subjective. If you have a a mother of three children, let's let's for the sake of argument say she's she's Mormon or a devout Christian in some way, her influence of what is bad. Or what is considered rated R is going to be different than a college a college student living in New York. Right. You know what I mean? It, 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 the problem with the rating system is, is it assumes that everybody is offended by the same thing. Right. And that's not the case. Yeah. You know. I mean, look how how much problem Dogma had getting out. Yeah. And and that's because of the religious right, of yeah, course. Yeah. And it was because all oh, the religious aspect nobody wanted to touch it. People voiced to protest and blah blah blah. And the problem with that, which I think, was only an American problem. I think so. I don't think it was a problem anywhere else. But the th- the problem that that I have, and and this goes to, you know, uh, this goes to all sorts, you know, religious, atheist, whatever, is that if you have a movie that comes out and is going to offend some people, it's most likely done that way for de- by design. It's supposed to offend it, it's you. It's supposed yeah. to offend you. It's supposed to make you think. And yeah, if they're pushing, so what? Don't go to it. But don't sit there and tell people that. Oh well, I find this movie offensive, and it should not be seen by anyone. I who, mean, what? Who gave you the right to determine right. who should what? Who and what? Where did where did the president come to you and say you have the specific right to make sure no movies make um, no movies that offend you personally should be allowed to be seen by anyone? Right. And from an artistic standpoint. What is drama without something that is supposed to offend you or something that's supposed to make you question things or or feel uneasy? Um, you know, you can't have proper drama with when it's suitable for all ages. Right. It, it doesn't it doesn't work because the real world is not rated G. Right. And you that know was, what I mean, that was one of the things like I was I was watching this documentary about Gene Roddenberry through the eyes of his son. And a couple of the writers were talking about, and they said the problem with Gene Roddenberry's vision of Star to the Next Generation was um, there could not be any interpersonal conflict. Yeah, he was very he was very into making everything very happy go lucky. Right. For for children, so everyone could watch it, which has its own benefits, right. but also limitations. Yeah, and the writers were saying you can't have drama without conflict. Right. So it made it made something a little more like. How do we do this? But then if you look at it, take a look at it this way. Like everybody – like if you look at Doctor Who, it, to me, it seems a little more developed than for children. 
But it is in the UK a children's show. And again, we get back to things being subjective. Yeah. That particular culture is fine with that. But then you have a culture in America where kids are a little more sheltered that they're going to get nervous. They're going to get shaken up a little bit by some of the imagery. I mean, I know that weeping angels creep me the fuck out. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, and it's all subjective. That's the problem. And and there's people in the United States. I'm, I'm referencing the United States a lot because I live here. Um, <laughs> the, there's people in the United States that can watch an episode of Doctor Who. And th- this happened in my house when I when I first started watching Doctor Who. I'm not offended by anything on Doctor Who. I think it's it's an engaging show. It 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 makes you think. It makes you question your own thoughts on reality as a whole, which makes it a great drama. That's that's the point. Um, but there was um, my sister-in-law, who is a little more sheltered than me, a little more religious, well, a lot more religious than an atheist, I guess, um, who was offended by some of the things that were in, in Doctor Who, especially specifically when Doctor Who kind of referenced religions as something whatever, right? You know, and I mean, I can't say this enough. You can't have a proper rating system that generalizes everybody as the same thing. Right. But you also, you know, and the, the problem with a lot of people is that they don't take into aspect what, like, especially like in the essence of Doctor Who. Doctor Who is supposed to be a time lord. He's supposed yeah. to have seen all these cultures. So, yeah, he's going to reference things the way he sees it. Exactly. And, and, and that's kind of the thing is that, you know, when you're watching films and, and you're playing video games, you got to make sure that, you know, that there's there's this sense of like, okay – do you personally know what's right or wrong? If you don't think kids should be exposed to any sort of thing that they could literally walk out the door and see, that's that's not a good thing. You know, I understand we want to protect our children. We don't want our children ever to encounter these things. But you know what? There's a lot of times where life happens and there's nothing you can do to prevent it. And it's better to be prepared. Yeah, because you really think about it. Do you think half the kids that watch these shows – Aren't seeing anything they haven't already seen in real mm-hmm. life, you know, and and it's language specifically. Oh yeah, I mean you go you go nowadays you go outside and the f word is all over the place. Everybody's yeah. saying it. There used to be a time where if there were children around, I still do this. When there's children around, I watch my my language. But the majority of people do not do that. Oh yeah, you know. So the the thing is, is that if you repress a child and and I have children myself if you repress a child enough and you tell them you cannot do this you cannot do this they will do it five times more (laughs) because you're making it enticing right if you make it commonplace that I'm not saying they should be you know watching porn all day but if you make (laughs) if you make ideas free form and commonplace in life they're not going to be so enticed to do the things that you really shouldn't be doing because they already know what it's about yeah and that's that's Part of the the major problem when you're dealing with a law like Australia has, where no mature games can come into the country, um, one you're you're limiting. It is a form of censorship in in the in the reaction of you're not letting people who can be age appropriate and can buy them. You know, you're you're almost in a way in fo- f- forcing people to commit piracy, right? You know, because then you don't think those people, those guys are like, well, fuck it. If I can't buy it here, I'll just download it. I mean, Australians live in a democracy, so they are used to free free flow of information and and being being able to access media um, freely. So when you tell them, oh, you can't play Deuce X, I guarantee you, a lot of younger people are like, really, I can't. Well, PC the PC isn't region coded, right? So um, maybe I'll just grab it off of a torrent site, yeah. and and that in itself. Is the industry, which they do more so than anybody else, the industry is shooting themselves in the foot against piracy. They don't want piracy, but they're forcing the hand 
of a lot of people. I mean, you can't tell people you can't have this. This isn't the dark ages. You know, they're going to go, uh, I damn well sure can have it, but I'm just going to have to get it through illegal means. 20 years ago wouldn't have been a problem. No, wouldn't have because been that people were used to it. Right. You know, they're like, whatever. But see, that's the problem why, like, if you look at series like Doctor Who, why it's literally released day to date because of the fact that piracy got so bad. Doctor Who, when it aired in the UK, we would have to wait maybe six months to a year before we saw it here. And within the last few years, towards the end of Tenant's run, it was literally the number one downloaded show in the world. But then... Knowing that fact, I personally think the, the BBC is one of the smartest organizations when it comes to piracy. They saw their shows were being pirated overseas and said, hey, there's a market. Yeah. They brought it to America. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've brought it to Australia and, and other countries as well. But specifically with America, they brought Doctor Who here who already had a fan base right. because people had been pirating it because they – they're forcing the hand. They yeah. know of this wonderful show in the UK that they can't watch. Well, you know, welcome to the 21st century. They're right. going to watch it. Yeah, and then they created that deal with the um, – they took it off sci-fi because sci-fi was showing it six months later. And then they decided – And they was, were editing it a lot, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were editing it heavily. And then they went and said, okay, well, you know what? We're going to show it on BBC America um, literally maybe a week later. And even now the Christmas episodes and the last – it was the same day. The week later thing will will end yeah. soon. Yeah, well, it did. Uh, the main reason for the weekend, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know a little bit more about this than I do. I personally think it's because they have to edit it a little bit for commercials because they don't have commercials in the UK. Yeah, and it gives they, them a little bit of breathing room. It does, but the great thing about the BBC America is that they will let it run five minutes over. You know, just yeah. so you see the whole thing. But it's on all heard of an American television. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but that's the thing. So you know, and, and I I really think that our rating system. And our view of what kids should see. I mean, look at, if you just go back to any of the movies that I saw when I was a kid, you know, uh, if you go back and look at a lot of those movies that were rated G, would not be rated G nowadays. PG? No way. And, and that's really the thing. And, and I, I think that we It's really, almost like society's going backwards on this a little it bit. It is. We're kind of going back, we're going puritanical. You know, and overprotective. <laughs> exactly. And I, and it's not so much. And, and the thing too is that I'm not going to say, cause I know you, I know you like to bring up the religious right and the, and the re- religious right, don't get me wrong, is really heavy. I on bring that. them up when they need to be brought up. <laughs> but know? also too, I'm, I, I'm even saying the, the bleeding heart lip, extreme liberal side doesn't want that either because it's offensive. Oh, without question. You know, they're like, no, 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 no. We need to coddle our children. We don't need to give them, uh, pride. You know, we don't need to have them win awards for winning. Everybody's a winner because they play. No, no, that's not real life. And 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 both these, I think people need to understand that we need to look at society and say, hey, what is? How is it in real life? Yes, if you work hard. Sometimes you get promoted. You work hard. Sometimes they'll screw you on it. Life is unfair. <laughs> Which is what. Which is the best fictional representation of life is drama. It, yeah. it's, it shows you that you can get kicked in the teeth, but you can overcome it as well. Um, now, America, American television does have that tendency to always have the happy ending at the end. I call it the Disney effect. Right. Um, but there isn't always a happy ending. And, and I feel that if you coddle the kids too much and, and you, like I said, we all obviously don't want them to watch pornography at age six, you know, but if you coddle them Depends, too much, though. 
Yeah, yeah. it depends on how mature they are, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, it, um, if you coddle them too much and you protect them from all the anything offensive, they're going to grow up to be extremely unstable children because they can go one of two ways. One, they're going to be too sheltered and they're not going to be prepared for anything. Right. So then when they're 18 and they see it, they're going to freak out like a little kid would freak out. They're gonna... Or they go the other way and they overindulge in shit right. because they were so repressed. Look at Catholic schoolgirls. Exactly. Always everybody's always everybody's fun. You know, because yeah. they're, they're so overly repressed that once they get out of Catholic school, they are just not all of them, of course, but you can see the tendency to go towards doing drugs or drinking because you never were allowed to do anything. Yeah. So. Oh. And, the, and the outfits, you yeah, know? Well, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> but oh, perfect example, real quick. Uh, J- Japan. Japan doesn't repress that much. And they have a perfectly fine society. They have a little quirks, but their society's fine. So it's proof, proof in the, proof in the pudding, so to say. Right. That, it's just better to be that way. <laughs> yeah, if you do look, they they are very open about what they do, and and you know, and you hear some of the weird stuff in there. But you also hear that they have a strong education system. Yep. They have then also too. Think about the 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 after the earthquake and the tsunami, they didn't have a looting problem. Nope. And if it was and if it was, it was done by Westerners. Yep. And and that just wear that as a badge of honor. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it's just it just makes you go. Wow, really? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, we're not saying the rating system is the pure reason why Japan has a better society, but it's just it's food for thought. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really hope that someday we can get past the silly bullshit of there's too many f words in this movie. Right. For you know, it's who gives a shit? Who gives a fucking we shit? Can't, we can't let these M-rated games get in here because it might fall into one kid's hand and send him on a murder spree. And the, and the day that um, Australia passes that R18 plus is going to be a day that um, most uh, all Australian gamers are going to celebrate because yeah. it's just – and they don't get all games blocked out. But I know a lot of companies might might hold back a little bit so they can get their game into that country because it's a big market. Yeah. You know, so – all right. That was a good talk. That was a good talk. All right. So I guess it's time to uh, continue this uh, douchebaggery note. Continue the momentum. Yeah. Let's continue the momentum and go into my number three douchebag, which should be a little higher, but only because I, 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 I really, I, I'm really not sure about this the whole thing. I, I, I It boggles my mind. But just when you thought that the world would have learned from the public's response to the United States proposed Stop Online Privacy Act and Protect IP Act and the day the Internet went on went on strike in protest. But to the same extent, it seems that other countries did learn from the United States mistake. The European Parliament has a similar issue going um, coming to a vote in June, which, according to some online publications, are worse than the proposed SOPA and PIPA. Um, some critics of the proposed bill states that it will hinder freedom of expression and encourage service prov- providers to monitor their customers' web activity. Now, you know it's bad when Anonymous is looking in um, to finding personal information on all the people that support this bill and uh, use it for its leverage, the, as they tried to do in the U.S., they are, all, they are also taking action against websites to support the bill. One of the things that makes this bill ACTA worse than SOPA or PIPA, is that negotiations on this piracy bill are done in private and will not be able to be repealed. 
After the 22 countries signed off on the bill, the European Parliament's independent monitor for ACTA, uh, Kader Arif of France, resigned, saying that he opposed the lack of transparency on the ACTA negotiation and the fact that the public was not consulted and other unusual, quote-unquote, maneuvers, according to the BBC. In Poland, members of the parliament held guy, um, paper Guy Fox masks, the symbol of, used by Anonymous, in front of their faces to protest ACTA, while Polish citizens demonstrated in the streets against ACTA. And it, it amazes me that other con- countries that were admonishing the United States for their actions against online piracy would even consider passing a bill that is worse. In the end, we can't completely ridicule our country for their back-end deals, simply because politicians are more concerned with their political lives that they will turn on a dime when they realize that they can't get elected again. Not to mention that the Internet and social networking sites were used to get the word out. I guess the European Parliament is afraid that uh, an informed society – are afraid of what an informed society can do. So, yeah, it looks like the fight's not over, at least over there. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> Anonymous isn't only an American uh, it's group. A, it's so. a global group. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It might become a mess. Yeah. And uh, my number two douchebag goes to uh, Verizon, and it's Verizon has no love for old customers. Your <laughs> cell phone carrier. Yeah, my cell phone carrier. That's right. Are you thinking of switching to Verizon? Are you thinking of getting a high-end, latest and greatest phone? Well, this is your time. If you go over to Amazon's wireless store, you can grab yourself the new Samsung Galaxy Nexus, which runs on the new Android 4.0 ice cream sandwich operating system. Nice phone. That's a nice phone. For $99.99. That's right. You can get it for $100. Now, if you're already a Verizon customer, move along. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to see. Yeah, it, it seems, which similar to my article that I posted uh, yesterday about Apple being uh, being truly beneficial to the wireless carriers, Verizon isn't interested in giving us any deals if we're looking to upgrade. Of course, you can still upgrade for the upgrade to the phone for about two hundred fifty nine ninety nine. You want it unlocked? You can get a six a seventy dollar discount for that too, which brings your total to seven hundred and twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's a bit lame when you think about it, and this is the prime reason why I never picked up the um, the newest phone when it comes out. More often than not, I will pick up a good phone when it reaches the limit I'm willing to pay. That <laughs> is why I picked myself up an Incredible just months before the Incredible 2 came out. And it's ne- Incredible. Yeah. My next upgrade is coming up in six months, and I'm sure I can find something else that will um, to get when the time comes. Better yet, I wonder how much the Nexus will be by then. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. A Nexus is a nice phone. That too. is a slick ass phone. Hundred bucks, that's a damn deal right I know. There. I read that I was like, ah! and then all of a sudden <laughs> But for you it's not a deal. Yeah, after I saw and that. And it's like, always been that way. Yeah. And when I saw that I was like, Oh you dicks, dicks. Yeah. Uh, now, uh Steve had some quite heavy douchebags this week, and I have more on the comical side. Starting with a teenage girl who calls the cops to report her mom having loud sex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the girl fifteen told an officer that she wanted to go to a local shelter because she heard her mother having sex and felt disrespected by her 35-year-old parents' actions. I think disturbed is probably the more reason. Yeah. (laughs) The teen acknowledged that there was no form of abuse or neglect in the house. So perfectly fine, you know, American dream, white picket fence, dog outside, whatever. Uh, The mother explained to the police that she had invited her boyfriend over and sometimes during the visit, her daughter heard them having sex and became upset. The woman added that their bedrooms are next to each other and she didn't intend to wake her daughter up. So 
<laughs> the reason why the mom is the du- you you're wondering like who's the douchebag here. The reason why the mom is the douchebag is because okay, fine, you're having sex, your daughter heard you. You should take steps <laughs> to make it so your daughter does not hear that anymore. Yeah. Because it's one thing for a 15-year-old girl to hear two people having sex. It's a whole other thing to hear not only her mom, but her mom and just a boyfriend. There's probably an issue there, too. Yeah. You know, so it's... maybe move the bed, like, or quiet the fuck down. Soundproof the room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Double leave, the the... A- leave the anal beads out. <laughs> you know, we, there's no need to get that r- raunchy when your kid is next door. Come think on. about think about the childhood effects that this kid's gonna have. I mean, you hear the pe- you hear people that go, "I walked into my parents having sex." That's that's pretty traumatic. But hearing your mom going, you know, probably saying several instructional <laughs> yeah <laughs> things yeah as they come out during the heat of heat of sex, that's not something you really want your kid really or anyone else to really hear. That's I mean, the, the, that's the, the stuff you hear and you make jokes about when you're in the hotel room and you hear the couple yeah. next door, you know. Find out that couple's your mom. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> um, it's the day the day that a child um, hears or walks in walks in on their parents having sex is the day that the child realizes that their parents are human beings just like everybody else. Um, the day a child hears mom having loud rough sex <laughs> is the day that you realize your mom has a fucking problem. <laughs> so, you know. Let's let's keep it chill, okay? My, let's let's relax. My favorite my favorite uh, movie uh, it's a Michael J. Fox movie called um, uh, uh, It's The Secret of My Success. I love that movie. And you know when he has a, his uh, when he's in that apartment and then he hears the people next door having sex and he starts conducting it like an opera, like a yeah. like a, a conductor. I mean that just <laughs> cracks me up. That's the kind of thing you you do when you hear other people doing it. But it, and you notice that when you hear other people doing it, but once you make that facial recognition, like suddenly you see that person, suddenly it turns into kind of like, ah, now it's no fun anymore. Yeah, so you know, unless she's really hot. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, then that's different. Um, moving right along, my second (laughs) douchebag. Um, did you know MacGyver was a dentist? Really? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) a former dentist in Massachusetts has pleaded guilty to Medicaid fraud. Uh, for using paper clips instead of stainless steel posts in root canals, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Michael Clare is scheduled to be sentenced next Monday after pleading guilty last week in New Bedford Superior Court to a variety of charges, including defrauding Medicare of, Medicaid of $130,000 assault and battery, um, illegally prescribing prescription drugs and witness intimidation. So obviously he's just a douchebag all around. Um, <laughs> Prosecutors say the 50, the 53 year old Claire was suspended by Medicaid in 2002, but continued to file claims from August 2003 to June 2005 by using the names of other dentists in his Fall River practice. Oh, um, wow. authorities say instead of stainless steel posts for root canals, um, he used sections of paper clips, which can cause pain and even infection in an effort to save money. Yeah. See, the medical profession is not something you want to cut corners like that with, you know. Yeah. If you guys, um, if you guys want to see any more douchebags like that, just tune into that CNBC channel and watch their American Greed. Oh, geez. You, you see some serious douchebags like that there. It's like, oh my god. Uh, and I hate the dentist as it is, and it's just like everyone oh. hates the dentist. I don't know anyone who goes, oh cool, I'm going to the dentist today. No. Yeah. Oh man. So. 
now it comes to the Lazy Geeks douchebag of the week. Week, week, week. <laughs> Was that an effect? <laughs> Our douchebag of the weeks, of the week, is... Of the weeks, that, that works too. Yeah, of the weeks. Jesus. <laughs> is the, uh, the 49er fans that have taken to Twitter to exude how much they hated the fact that his fumble in essence cost the Niners their uh chance at the Super Bowl right. by uh giving re- by sending receiver Kyle Williams death threats death threats yeah now just to clarify Steve is a 49ers fan I am a head through, through and through yeah uh through the lean times and the good times and uh yeah I was when he received on the punt return where he had the where he um, received the ball, got knocked out of his hands. Giants recovered, thus got them a touchdown, which cost them the game. Um, I I was yeah I was miffed. I was very very pissed that it had happened. Uh, my uh, old man dude who was watching the game with me goes, well, there's a guy that's going to get traded next season. <laughs> and, and and I and I I chuckled at that, but then I started hearing that he's receiving death threats. And according to the uh, San, San Jose Mercury Sun, are tweeting are tweeting death threats and other harm warm hearting sentiments to Williams. One apparent fan wrote, "I hope you, uh, I hope your um, expletive deleted uh, wife, kids, and family die. You deserve it." Another wrote, "Jim Harbor Harborough, please give Kyle Williams number ten." the game ball and make sure it explodes when he gets in his car. Now, I can understand if you're pissed off, you had money on the game, but dude, come on. When you're taking to yeah. Twitter, that's stuff that cannot be taken back. I mean, yeah, I mean, I to me, I look at this guy and I'm like, you know, people like, um, like one of his uh, uh, safety, uh, Dante Whitner, told uh, reporters, Hopefully he doesn't beat himself up too hard. I hope he does. Because that's a fuck up you don't want to keep continuing. Yeah. Like what happens in the Ravens game with that kicker at the end. Oh wow. You know. I'm surprised uh, he didn't receive death threats. Well, uh, there was a tweet that I did see after the game stating him and, uh, Kyle Williams are both entered the witness protection program. Uh, <laughs> and then one of my friends posted on, I think you saw on Facebook, laces out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing, the problem is, and the reason why these fans are douchebags is it's, it's a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's important in a sense that you love the team and you want to see them succeed, but it's a game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not the oil spill from a couple years ago. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's a fucking game. There's nothing else to say. It's not like this guy walked up and pissed on your mo- mother's face. There's no need for him to – I know that's a bit extreme, but – You would re- receive a death threat for that. <laughs> You'd be killed for that. But, yeah, she... uh, but that's the thing is, is that – That's when a threat becomes a reality. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's a game. And yes, I was pissed. Yes, I was angry about it. But there's no need to tell the guy, you and your family, I hope they all die. And it's like that's just – whoa, whoa. S- silly. Yeah. And and for those fans that committed those, you guys are our douchebags of the week. Douchebags for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because you fail at existence. You're that guy. Yeah, you're that guy, yeah. <laughs> you're that guy that the other fr- your other friends kind of go, oh, here he goes with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So on a flip side, 
our epic person of the week oh. is uh, actually a company. Yep, which it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steam for making that uh, Valve app epic person because for me, because this is obviously all our um, right. epic person. For me, it's it's they're moving forward. They're they're listening to what the community wanted. The community, the Steam community, has been asking for this for a while. Um, you know, they're, they're pushing it out and they're, yeah, I don't know. They're just responding to their, their user base. And, and I love seeing that. I love seeing like, oh, okay, you guys want this? Let's do it for you. You know, it's, it's just amazing. For me, I look at it as, as, as an idea of this is a way to, because there's so many people, so many websites and so many talking heads that over there say PC gaming's dead. Uh, they can't counteract piracy. The gaming industry, the PC gaming industry is dead. It's not. No, the pirate, the people who don't want piracy want it to be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the thing. And, and then showing them to create a mobile app to get, uh, players that not necessarily aren't simply playing the game to, you know, interact with them, see, you know, see who's playing what, things like that. I, I think that's cool. And I think that really is a step in the right direction to allow people to say, Hey, you know what? It's still, it's still here to stay. And people yeah. that didn't like the fact of like Steam and Origin are like, oh god, we got to stay online and do other. It's it's proving to be it it's proving that all the negative hype about it was for naught. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, it sucks. You have to stay online to play the game. Like Diablo Three is going to be that way. Um, but really, when are you not online? Like, yeah. let's let's be completely truthful with ourselves. Um, you're not even going to notice. Now, it will suck when you can't pay that bill, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. I just think um, I just think they're really cool for just doing that, and obviously too, they're such a big company that, like I said earlier in the podcast, people are going to follow suit. You know, so we'll see a lot more companies doing the same thing. All right. Well, I think uh, we can get through a couple more, uh, get through some site comments, and then uh, recommendations to close it out. So uh, long ass site comments. Yeah, I know. Uh, both of them, the two long ones, are yours. Yeah. Now I'll start right off. Uh, <laughs> Noskoth, 1979. Um, in reference to my Gamefly's most requested games of 2011, uh, there's some great games on this list, and, and few, and a few I'm surprised to see on there, like Uncharted 3. I don't know why. You, uh, <laughs> um, but then again, this list is about the most requested games, not necessarily the best games, which explains why Skyrim is lower on the list. Uh, that, and I'm sure a high percentage of gamers who wanted to play Skyrim. Bought it outright. That is very true. Yeah. Um, any any diehard Elder Scrolls fan will tell you you buy the game. You, yeah. you don't rent it. Um, now the Uncharted thing. I don't know where he's going with it, but I, I will I will agree that um, it is only for the PlayStation. So so yeah. it is it is strange to see it so high on the so list. So high on the list when it's only on one platform. Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael Samuel. Uh, when in my in regards to my article, uh, did Variety announce a killing off on The Walking Dead? Um, I hope they do not kill um, kill him off. I love the way his madness is evolving. I'm very interested in to see in the next season. Um, it you know he originally the original actor I think his character Shane on the show um, originally wanted out of the contract when Frank Darabont was uh, fired, I guess, but was um, then I guess rethought or basically realized, hey, you know what they you could make money on this, and then uh, decided not to just in time for him to. Uh, just in time for them to not kill him off. Uh, but 
he's apparently circling around um, Frank Darabont's new series, L.A. Noir, for um, TBS. So, right. you know, we'll see what happens with that. All right, this Good one, luck I'm, with this last I'm name. Take a breath. Um, Kamini, Kamini K and I C A Badul. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> in reference to Microsoft, maybe moving away from Microsoft Points. So much money on developing these days. So, oh, I'm sorry. Let me read that as a question. So much money on developing these days. Beta testing and bug fixes are keeping the developers with a job, aren't they? I feel like Microsoft is releasing, releasing, releasing software. I don't know why he does that. Hmm. And so much money. Microsoft is one company that pioneers relevant changes, and I don't want to see them gone. Is the idea here to shut down Microsoft with the end of patent? I no. Um, I hope. I hope. I hope not. Uh, there is so much work to do these days in cybersecurity, and not to mention fixes for already released software. If these necessary. If recessionary. Recessionary times, companies are reduced on – I need to fucking up the font size of my <laughs> shit uh, or get new glasses. Um, reducing on shrink to say stable. While Microsoft is a global company, it still feels the stresses of market and economical downs in the U.S., China. U.S. China is a new giant, but the U.S. is still the biggest lending country and our deficit is high. Believe it or not – more stable structures in large business can increase employment rates and eventually open back up opportunities in IT. The tech market is not going away. Why downgrade? Build up, up, and I don't mean cloud. Um, I'm, I was just saying they weren't going to use Microsoft points anymore. So I don't really know <laughs> where he's going with it. Um, I understand like maybe he feels that the Microsoft point system is, is better for security as a whole, and I kind of see, see it that way, but... You can buy a Sony PSN card. You know, it's mm. the Microsoft Point system is useless to me because it would be different if you go to a secure Microsoft site to buy Microsoft Points, which you can do. Um, but I can also go to 7-Eleven buy, and right next to the Microsoft card points is the PlayStation Network card or the um, the Nintendo, Nintendo card. card. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. The only thing that's different with Xbox is they're changing. The point, it's a point system. And sure, maybe globally that makes more sense, but it only makes more sense for Microsoft because they don't have to print new shit for other countries. But it's, it's confusing in the sense that it doesn't make any sense. It just, just use money. And at the end of my, at the end of my article, I remember I said, I'm like, um, Microsoft had a system, uh, where you had points, you had a certain amount of something for, that equaled a monetary value. And I'm like, but the country already has a system. It's called money. So there really, there's no need for another system. I think it, it, they had that idea in the past. Maybe it made sense back then. To me, it still didn't. Um, but they're just moving away from it, which makes more sense, hmm. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, going into this week's recommendations. My recommendation this week, I've got two. Uh, the new Fox show, Touch, which stars Kiefer Sutherland. Really cool show, uh, very idealistic, very visually compelling, uh, broad story. And in the beginning, if you read my review on the Lazy Geeks, uh, you kind of said, I, I said, you know, partway through the show, I kind of was wondering where it was going, but I love the way everything all tied in at the end. Um, definitely idealistic, very well thought out. Uh, however, 
I am very curious to see how they continue this on as a weekly show when it returns back in March. But um, I'll be one of those guys tuning in in March. And also another um, a film I wanted to recommend called Margin Call, which has some really amazing actors in it. You've got uh, uh, Simon Baker from The Mentalist. You have Kevin Spacey, Demi Moore, Stanley Tucci, Jeremy Irons, Zachary Quinto. Uh, you also have uh, Paul Bent, uh, Bettany. Uh, and so you've got quite an array of actors in that movie. And it basically is a fictionalized account of um, management firm just in the early days of the uh, – of the financial meltdown. So it, and it follows just this, this company for a 24 hour period. Really cool. Very, uh, very hard nosed. Um, I, I definitely was in the first 15 minutes. I was into it. Right. I, I stopped everything and I stopped answering, you know, messages and stuff like that. And I just watched the movie. Yeah, he did. I did. So my recommendations, I recently was on Netflix and I had a, uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, like mini marathon. I was watching all of their stuff and I realized that they're, they're old enough now that there's an, there's probably at least one entire generation that has no idea who they are. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a disservice to anyone who likes comedy. Hmm. If you haven't checked out, um, these two guys, maybe you just know them in passing, consume as much media that they have created as you possibly can. Still um, crazy. Stir crazy. The stand-up live on the Sunset Strip from Richard Pryor. Oh I mean, yeah, they—they were both geniuses in in comedy. Gene Wilder in um, Blazing Saddles, Young, uh, Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. You know, it's it, they're both some amazing, this hilarious actors. They're they're from they're from a line of comedy that came before just you could talk about gross things and it was funny. Yeah, like it, it's it's well thought out. It's it's intelligent comedy. Um, and if just, just what I said, if you haven't checked them out, you need to yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So well, that brings us to the, uh, closing of this very, uh, informative pod- podcast. Yeah. Um, before we head out, we want to remind you, we have many ways to follow us. Be sure to like our Facebook page, face, facebook.com slash the lazy geeks, one word, uh, the lazy geeks. Yes. We're still on Google plus for the time being, uh, again, the lazy geeks, one word. Follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks. Uh, you can follow myself at Lazy underscore Nomad, or you can follow Adam over there at Lazy underscore Sapien. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. We have trailers, vlogs, and special content available there, so definitely subscribe. YouTube.com slash the Lazy Geeks. Uh, the Lazy Geeks theme was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So that's about it for us. Uh, please be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes, uh, Libsyn or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Let, uh, tell us the good, the bad, and the incredibly sexy. Because even though we know we are, it's sometimes good to hear from other people. It's nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just reaffirm. Yeah. You know. I mean, I say that we say that to ourselves when we look in the mirror, but you know, yeah. it's, it's nice to hear it from other people too. I bought more mirrors just so I can <laughs> say it more often. <laughs> uh, be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Uh, remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, peace out. Bye-bye.